You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. What's up, everyone? Coach Ben here, and you are listening to The Benchcast, the number one podcast if you want to increase your bench press. Today's episode. I'm just going to shoot you with you guys straight here. I'm going to recap my previous meet experience, um, which I didn't really tell anyone about, but it was last weekend uh, in upstate New York, Utica, New York. This was a meet run by Dave Kingwater, who runs some really fantastic meets up there in the uh, upstate New York area. Uh, He has actually... Uh, used to run some RPS meets. Now he has switched over to some Herc meets, um, which is Rita West Federation, for those of you who don't know. And uh, he always he puts on a great show. You know, we're talking, you know, the whole the whole deal with the platform, all the lights going, and he, he has a DJ come in and play some music. It's always uh, a really awesome event, and um, I really wanted to be a part of it yet again. Every couple of years he runs a push-pull meet, so I did this bench only. Again, I didn't really tell anyone about it um, for numerous reasons. I just, I've always publicized my training. I've always made public when I'm doing meets. And now this time around, I just wanted to do this for myself. And um, I had high expectations at the start of the training cycle, but I'm not going to get into a laundry list of excuses. This kind of training fell off as travel picked up. And, uh, you know, like any of you out there, had a hard time getting in sessions, had a really hard time um, getting consistent help for sessions, really had to switch a lot of things up. So, I mean, there was a lot of dynamics at play there. I started taking up boxing, started dropping a few more pounds. And, uh, you know, just a combination of everything didn't put me in the best scenario for a meat peak. And, um, you know, ultimately, I just kind of wanted to do this meat for myself. I didn't want to make it super public. I didn't want to as much as I appreciate it, and wow, am I blessed and, and thankful for the amount of support I get going into meets. Um, but I just, I didn't want to have to deal with people wishing me luck or, you know, um, commenting on how the meet went. I didn't really feel like explaining it. You know, if anything, I'll just put this little podcast together and, and shoot the shit with you guys. But I didn't really feel like publicizing much. And I guess I've been a little bit more private. Um, as of late anyways with my training um, I haven't publicly really put out much stuff uh, I am going to be starting to put up some uh, training from the team uh, on a weekly basis within the Better Benching Academy I'm going to recap a whole training cycle for you we'll get into that but um, yeah so I didn't really tell anyone about this meet again it was a fantastic meet run by Dave Kingwater and it was at the New Fitness Mill for those of you who don't know um, this meet used to be held at the old fitness mill, which was an old kind of, uh, I don't know how you describe it, like an industrial building, like a brick industrial building. Walk up this spiral staircase, just this really old feel. Uh, beautiful gym, a lot of equipment, a lot of different areas. But um, Alex Carbone, who owns the gym, he just built a brand new facility. And Boy, is it a beautiful gym, and just the amount of space he has, it's like a monster warehouse. It's like two Walmarts, three super Walmarts put together. This thing is massive. He has different offices located inside the gym for chiropractic, um, uh, different MMA training, 
uh, you, you know, you name it, different rooms. This meet was held in um, a certain room of the gym. And coming from Long Island, New York, where, you know, what he probably spent in that whole area, you'd spend for a quarter of the room we were in just for the powerlifting meet. I was like, wow, I would take, I would take a fourth of this room. That would be beautiful. Um, but a massive, massive place. It was a beautiful gym. And uh, I was really just looking to have some fun with this meet. You know, uh, again, the conditions were as they were kind of leading up to it. Just trying to have some fun with training. Was able to get some sure sessions in. But, you know, what started off as really a push for an all-time PR, you know, I was thinking originally getting above that 820 mark that I set for myself 2019 um, at a lighter weight class, which I competed 242, and uh, I was gonna shoot for that, and things were feeling pretty good. Weight was moving well, but you know, conditions as they may be, kind of drop off in the training volume a little bit. You lose some weight here and there, and um, you know, you end up with what you end up. I was definitely expecting to hit APR at the 242 weight class, which was only at 3730 for me. Um, so 7.30 was my previous 2.42 PR, and um, I was definitely on a pace to break that, and that was the goal, to take a small PR there. But going into the meet, um, you know, it was what it was. Opener, 6.75, uh, one of the lower openers that I've taken recently and wanted to play it safe. And, you know, I should be able to smoke this weight. And the first, the first attempt that I took here, Went okay. I uh, didn't move quite how I wanted, but what has been a struggle for me recently, and what I've just been in a slump with, is just my butt was coming off the pad. Um, it didn't feel that way, but nor does it ever really for anyone. Uh, but I was getting called on. I was getting called the previous meet. You know, I've had a lot of trouble with that recently, and just feeling off in general in my setup. And not quite understanding why. And that's what I tell lifters quite often. It's like, you can have everything really dialed in. But keeping things dialed in is the difficult part sometimes. Because you don't even realize it. But you start to slip up in one area. You don't even realize what that is. And then sometimes it's just like, why are things feeling off? And you're just not sure. And you got to kind of find that again. Put your finger on it. And then you can start getting into a, a consistent groove again. It's the same exact thing I relate to um, since it's baseball season, all right? A batter who's going through a slump. It's the same type of thing, and sometimes that lasts quite a bit. You know, you see these uh, batters that are going like one for 20. They're in a bit of a slump. They're not getting hits. And, you know, it's for whatever reason, mental mechanics of the swing. But they figure it out. They get they get on hot, sweet, uh, hot streaks again. And, you know, I know my time will come where I'll, I'll catch a hot streak again. Training will be good. Um, you know, training already has been pretty consistent and good. Making some modifications, that's a big thing. You know, changing what you need to change in order to um, get the training in that you need. So I'm doing a lot less shirted work, just building up the raw. I'm getting in the shirt when I can. You know, obviously, you need so much help required with the shirt. Um, that having that on a consistent basis is, is difficult sometimes. And, um, you know, finding out a training program um, in terms of scheduling, like how are we going to schedule these sessions in and get them done and um, with all this travel hitting me too. So already making good modifications there that I'm very excited about. But um, to go back to this meet, first one was no good. 675, no good. Butt was up. So, you know, I'm not going to jump up 
with it not feeling as great as it could have. Because I'm not going to go there and, and bomb out completely. I, I at least want to get a lift in. So I take 675 again. I hit this lift. I really make sure I planted the butt. Still felt off. Still felt off. But then, you know, one of the biggest things for me this meet is my coach, Jamie Mata, came over to me. And uh, he was really trying to get me to drink uh, a Gatorade or a Powerade, whatever I had, eat, drink. Um, and, you know, in the past, I've never been one to really try to stuff myself in between bench attempts. You know, I figured, oh, one lift you know, what's going to happen during that, that time. I mean, it goes pretty quick. Full power meets, yeah, then I really pay attention to making sure I'm eating and hydrating before every single lift. Not necessarily attempts in between, but he was really making a push to get me on the drink the power rating and, and, uh, or, you know, something and hydrate and eat. And, uh, you know, so I was like, all right, you know, damn it, I'll get the damn power rate. And, uh, my, my, uh, wife there went over and got me a couple Powerades, um, you know, bless her, she is uh, such a huge, huge role in these meets, I mean, she really helps me across the board, um, so she went and grabbed me a couple Powerades, I pounded both those Powerades, we're talking full Powerades here, I drank both of them, yeah, I felt full of shit, <laughs> that was kind of the goal, Jamie wanted me to get to a place where I felt, um, you know, full in between attempts, and I was really surprised at the next attempt. I don't know if it was that I actually really did lose a good amount of my fullness in between attempts or you know, maybe perhaps even during the warm-ups. I didn't have a crazy amount to drink in between warm-ups and getting on the platform. Um, but I just felt really full. Like I drank Powerade to the point where I was ready to, you know, if someone pushed on my belly, it was coming out somewhere. So... I was feeling full getting under that bar, and that's typically how I like to lift. I like to feel full. I like to have meals a little closer to training time. I like to be well hydrated. Um, I mostly just watch it because I don't want to be running to the bathroom peeing like a racehorse too, which will typically happen as well. But if you time things out right, I mean, I guess for whatever reason, I came up there, third attempt, and didn't really change too much, uh, but pounding these Powerades, and boy, did I smoke 710. But yet again, they called me for my butt up, which is a whole technical element all in itself. But in terms of how that weight moved, that was how the weight should feel. That's how that weight should move for me. Like, I smoked that. I was very happy leaving that meat only hit my opener because of how that 710 felt. Right there, that is how my good benches of the past have felt. That's how 820 felt. I was on a hot streak that meet. I hit 820. My goal that meet was to potentially maybe hit 800. The week before, I put it all together. I was smoking lifts and training. I was I was in the shower one day, and I was like, wow, I got to up my lifts here. There's no way I can sacrifice how good I feel right now. So I opened 750 that meet, jumped to 800, smoked that too, jumped to 820. Three for three, PRs across the board. That was one of my lifetime best meets, and how I felt hitting this 710 was exactly how those felt, exactly how it should feel. Felt like all the stars aligned, everything was perfect, and um, you know I don't know if it was just because I was losing my fullness. I don't think I changed too much in terms of my setup. At least you know that's that's the thing you can't really put your finger on it. I'm working at it in training now, 
but boy did i i smacked that 710 it felt beautiful it felt solid i caught the weight steady the weight the beautiful press and i'm extremely happy with it um in terms of the butt coming up that's a whole technical element in itself um you know i do have a little gripe on this one just because looking back at the video on how they were kind of looking at my hips um one person in particular one judge was actually looking from the front which I don't think is a very effective way to see that hips lift. So I just thought the, the way they were taking views, um, because there was double spotters, I just didn't think the views were very appropriate for making that kind of call. Um, but, you know, I thank them after. Handshake all the judges. You always want to show good sportsmanship. You know, it's never on them. It's always on me. So I will go and make those adjustments. Um, the meet itself, I took home the best bench. Typically how it goes until, you know, you're you're at a situation like I was in Texas where you're the tiny little small fish in a giant pond with all these monster benchers. <laughs> Sometimes you got to you get into those meat scenarios and you're like, God damn, these guys bench a shit ton. Um, but typically, you know, at least being at the level that I'm at, I can go into pretty much any local meat and, you know, pretty much push them for the biggest bench. And that's even against the band shirts. Um, which is, you know, I'm totally blessed to be in that type of a position. Um, so a lot of good perspective things came out of this meet. Some things I'm super excited about. I mean, the way that 710 felt, the, I just put it together there. And it really gives me hope going forward that I'm going to get to that place again to where I feel like I'm hitting these lifts solid like that. Um, the fact that, you know, i wasn't paying enough attention to my hydration, my food intake in between attempts, something that I'll totally change. I mean, just that right there really changed my whole perspective and it's going to allow me to help more people um, as well, um, become a better coach as well because I've experienced that. Um, what a crazy difference that was, uh, just making sure I go up there feeling full like that and having that intra-attempt hydration, nutrition, huge deal. So that right there is worth everything doing that meet. Um, I always say, you know, no matter how a meat prep goes, I, a lot of lifters try to back out of meats when things don't go their way. I'm still going to do it. I'm still, I put in the work for the meat. I paid for the meat. I'm going to go do the meat because every meat is a learning experience. You only lose when you don't learn. So as I didn't hit my best lift, far from it. I didn't have a great day overall. I'm happy I took biggest bench, you know, but, uh, I'm very happy for the experience. You know, first off, it's just fun. Competing is just fun. Seeing people I haven't seen in a while is fun. Um, it's always an amazing experience. You know, you only get so many meets in a lifetime, right? It's like maybe do like 340s a year. You know, we're only going to do this for so many years potentially. So I'm going to enjoy the shit out of every opportunity I have to do a meet. Um, I always will. Um, that was a very fun meet, had a good time, I learned a lot, and again, like I say, you only lose when you don't learn, um, I learned a lot this meet that I will take to, uh, whatever's next for me, and we will work on it, and, uh, you know, get better, and make a lot of adjustments going forward, and again, I didn't really tell anyone about this meet, I wanted to recap it here for you guys on the podcast, um, just to shoot the shit, do something a little bit different, um, you know, a little bit longer form, relaxed podcast for you guys where I'm just shooting the shit. By the way, anyone ever have these Zoas? These are great. 
the Rock's Energy Drink. I know some of them, some people don't like the, um, some people don't like the flavor, but I freaking love these things. You know why? Because it's not gonna blast you like a regular energy drink. You know, check out the Zoa from from Rock. Um, these aren't in like Seven Eleven or anything yet, but you can get them at Vitamin Shop, GNC. I mean, I like all of them. I'm not picky, though. I mean, I like all the flavors, but, um, you know, these are great. It's like a quick little pick-me-up. Having one here before the podcast. Sip a Zoa to y'all right now. Sip one down for you. Mmm. Damn good. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to recap the meat for you guys. Let you know how it went. Some of my learning experiences, takeaways from it. And my goals going forward um changing things up a little bit i'm going to do something that i haven't done before i'm actually going to compete in a usapl meet um, i'm excited about this i'm excited to change things up I'm excited for the new challenge you know i have definitely coached at a lot of usapl events um, region like local meets regional meets uh national meets this just past uh june and I'll tell you, this past Nationals, uh, I love the format. I love how everyone just got together in Daytona Beach. I mean, it was a week-long fest. Um, everyone preparing for this event and meeting up down there. I had a blast. Um, you know, our lifters, uh, you know, they killed it, absolutely killed it. Nine for nine between these three ladies. Um, our our um, team lifter, Charlene, she won her rock division and her equipped division. Um, I just had a, I had a blast there, and I want to try to make a push through that ranks as well. And starting at a meet again, going back up to Utica in December. So that's what I'm gonna be training for. It is a lot different. It's a lot different than anything I've done before in terms of the strict rules and regulations that they do have as well. Um, for example, you know, obviously feet flat is is nothing different for me as I always do that. You know, keeping the head down. That's something I preach anyway, but those types of pads they're very different they're not typically built out for an equipped lifter in my opinion it's a more firm pad a little more slippery i think that was a big issue at nationals for a lot of lifters too the flooring being very slippery you have to wear single ply so and it has to be closed back and this is something that i haven't really done in a very long time uh, i'm going to wear an inzer bolt you know there's obviously some a lot of regulations on the type of equipment Yes, it has to be single ply, and the biggest thing that I'm probably going to have to adjust to is receiving a single person handoff, and that being of someone that I don't even know, um, I will have to adjust big time to that. That's very different than the very precise handoffs I've gotten um, typically my whole career. Um, so that will definitely be something to adjust to. That'll be very difficult for me to adjust to. But I am going to plan my attempts smart. I'm going to, um, you know, progress up uh, smartly. Not try to do anything too big too soon. Obviously, I don't want to bomb out and everything. But um, that'll definitely be an adjustment. So uh, that is kind of what's next on tap for me. That'll be in December. So I got some time to train. With that comes a loss in body weight. I'm down to about 234 now. Uh, I believe that weight division is 105 kilograms, which comes out to about 231 because they do have different weight classes. So uh, I want to be comfortably around 225. So I got about a good 10 pounds to lose, and I want to do that a month out from the meet. So that'll be in November. Uh, as long as, and, and as well as, you know, uh, taking up boxing, um, I want to, you know, really push that too. And, that's another reason to lose some weight. 
But um, I do have plans to get down to that weight class, be comfortable at 225. It's only a two-hour weigh-in, so I couldn't do those big cuts that I've done in the past. So uh, we're going to have some fun with it. It's going to be a different challenge. You know, it really has uh, picued my my interest again. It's been a rough training cycle this past one. You know, just being able to have, you know, consistent benching in the shirt and with travel picking up, which I'm I'm not complaining about. I'm entirely blessed to be able to go around and do these bench clinics and you know set up at booths and all that. I'm extremely blessed and thankful to be doing that. Uh, but it does throw kind of a cog in the wrench there about um, you know when I'm going to get my training in and all that. So there's something to adjust to, and I, I think we're really going to dial that in this go around. So I'm very excited for the new challenge. I just wanted to update you guys on the last meet and what's to come. Um, hey, if you stuck around this long, hey, I appreciate it. I appreciate that you care enough to, uh, you know, to hear what the hell's going on with me. Um, but anyways, I wish you all the best. Continue to listen to the bench cast. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, dropping a lot of good tidbits. And don't forget, hey, September what twelfth? I believe September twelfth, we are dropping our next boot camp, bench press boot camp. This was a wild success. The first go around. It's a seven-day online course with a private Facebook group, and every day I'm dropping information on how you can improve your bench press. This is completely free to join. All right, go to bigbenches.com/bootcamp to sign up. You can hear some testimonials from those who have gone through it last time. I'm going to do these about. Um, every three four months so i'm not going to have them available all the time so when they open up make sure you get registered all right this is again a free seven day course i don't know why you wouldn't take it it is going to be packed with information and we're going to have a damn good time and you're going to be able to get some technique reviews on your lifts so check it out bigbenches.com slash boot camp it's starting up in just a month's time so make sure you get on there and get your seat filled up so that um we'll make sure that you're in the group all right, everyone, I appreciate you tuning in. You've been listening to The Benchcast. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give it a thumbs up and share. If you want more information on how to transform your bench press, consider checking out the Better Benching Academy on BigBenches.com. This is the ultimate resource for building your bench. Head on over to BigBenches.com to see how you can get started today.